Welcome back, you 390 millionaires. Uh, we're still alive and kicking. Here we are, week 10. It's coming down to the nitty gritty. Lots of teams making their push. Some teams uh, are, are cutting ties. We'll get into the uh, the ins and outs of what happened this week in the league. Uh, but as usual, my host here with me, we're reunited. Mike and Gertie, how the hell are you guys? I... Um, great. I get to play Mike this week. I made a big trade. I almost made another one. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's exciting. It's fantasy football, gentlemen. How the fuck are we? Yeah, I can feed off that. Even though I haven't pulled off a big trade, I've had some pretty fun negotiations today. I'll say that. You know, my team's just undervalued, Pat. I know you want to talk about that a lot more, but, uh, just... I just need to make a move and put me over the top, and I think I'll be right there with all you big move pullers. Yeah, this uh, this is kind of going to be the theme of this episode. We we usually have our our regular format. Um, we had a flurry of different moves that happened even within the last two hours or so, uh, or three hours or so, I guess. Um, it, it's it's big. There's there's some landscape shaping deals that went on here um some people selling out for the farm and some people uh trying to make their last push we'll get into it we'll get into the waiver wire analysis um we're gonna have a trim game of the week this week and then we got our questions at the end uh but i'm I'm getting ahead of myself uh before i even before we even get into that uh our guest uh mike hallwell how are you Gentlemen, I'm doing well. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. We uh, we are excited to have you on the show. Uh, we as you we should decided... be as you should be. Sorry. Okay. Continue. No. No. Yeah. Don't worry. It is my podcast. Uh, our <laughs> podcast. So don't interrupt me. For now. Me for, now for now. Pat Suds set set the precedent that maybe there is a position available next year, and uh, I want to put my hat in the ring. So you watch your back, buddy. <laughs> and set let's set the mark. Michael, uh, not even a minute into this podcast, already making threats. This seems pretty on brand for you, well, Mike. We're you glad know what? To have you know you. what? I'm glad you brought that up, Pat, because there's actually a history, and I've had a bit of a bone to pick with you three. Now, last wow. week is outside of the, the show. Edit this example, right. but you guys have had some weird thing against flacaroni and cheese the past i want to say four weeks outside of last week because everyone has chosen me to lose across the board i think maybe pelche you picked me once or you almost picked me but i've proved you guys wrong and i want to know what's up like i want to know what is up with that because it's not sitting well with me um so i'm just looking through it i'm a, I'm a man that goes by facts mike um, I picked you two the last three weeks, so you take your beef up with uh, the other two, maybe, and uh, fuck off. Oh, yeah, I believe I, I believe I picked you last week, 
Uh, oh, I'm saying take take last week out of it. So I said that. Please look at weeks eight, seven, six. All right, I'm going. I took you. I didn't take you the week prior, but I took you the week prior to that as well. Um, uh, and I didn't take <laughs> yeah, you. Me, me too. We... Yeah, I'm just gonna say you're in my fucking division, and you know what? I'm not gonna pick you every week because I go by the stats, man. And yeah. my record shows. Uh, in that section that I'm 20 and 20, which means I pick more winners than losers. And you know what? You should be happy, man. Reverse psychology. The fact that you win, even though I don't pick you, I'm actually fucking helping you out. So you welcome. Yeah. You welcome. That's what I like to hear. I knew it. I knew that was just divisional brotherhood right there. I would, I did. I wasn't sure, but now I know. Yeah. You welcome. Um, um, and that's actually okay. a very good point. Uh, we brought up flurry. We brought up air. Pat is very passionate about air, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to make a trade with Pat, forget talking players. You talk air. Um, our theme of the week, I thought earlier it would be the movie Up, but I've actually just changed it, and it's now going to be the day after tomorrow. Because who knows what trades are going to happen the day after tomorrow. Who knows if hell freezes over and Neville wins a trade. And who knows you know, which helicopter is going to arrive to pick us all up to the, chan- to the promised land, you know? <laughs> um so i just you know much like grease lightning uh the day after tomorrow is my new brainchild just for the record mike i did the math i've picked yeah. you three out of seven times just under 50 percent. it's a lot more wins than curtis's fantasy team so you should just be happy okay yeah i, I gotta jump I'm... in here i gotta jump in here and say that we're trying to do a quick episode today and we're wasting <laughs> <laughs> we're wasting time on this so i'm gonna move us ahead yes please do <laughs> so as all cap of uh last week's matchups uh, in the notes uh as it always says uh now on from now on in in, in the recap uh some teams won some teams lost six actually so Good to know we're still on that hitting that trend uh, real hard. Um, uh, my game was against uh, Herple Cheese Durples, Nightman versus a Herple Cheese Durple. I find this blowout of the week. Not too much to, to dive in, into here. My team is continuing to roll. I'm very happy with the, with the result. Speaking of continuing to roll, Cooking in the Woods uh, lays a hammer down on, uh, on Beats by DeAndre. Uh, potentially crushing their their playoff hopes uh officially with that loss um and cooking in the woods still first place uh, our guest and myself are chasing uh chasing neville for that first place uh bye we'll see if we if we catch him the next game is uh andre's team versus from russia with chubb no surprise there as predicted in the game of the week feature last week uh andre's team rolled to the win uh, our guest had a hard-fought uh, match against our host, uh, Flacaroni and Cheese, overtaking the token Blackman. Um, Flacaroni and Cheese uh, is the only other is the only seven-win team in the league, uh, aside from uh, Cooking in the Woods, and uh, dealt a pretty serious blow to the token Blackman. We'll get into the uh, the playoff implications with that loss, but. Um, Token Blackman right in the thick of it, fighting for their 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 life. And uh, after everything that happened this week, will there could be some huge ramifications with that? Uh, Lifeless Fish uh, sprung to life against uh, our other host, These, 
and uh, a modest winning score of 97.78 over 86 to 80, uh, 86.82. Lifeless Fish throws his hat in the ring saying, I deserve playoffs and equals the record of these and the token black men right in that, that muddled crew between positions seven and nine that are fighting for the last spot. That is also the last recap uh, from last week where my can't lost to the Dak Knight rises. Dak Knight goes to six and three and my can't holds down the final position at five and four uh, with three of the teams that I mentioned right on his heels. That's the recap. Uh, one special note, we got to do a throw out to our guest last week of Suds. Um, he went six and oh in his uh, his pick him, the pickums that we do. Uh, that hasn't happened at all this season. None of us have done it. None, uh, none of the hosts have done that on the show. None of the guests had done that previously. It is easily the best week that we've ever seen. Um, so a golf clap in honors of the Masters to uh, to Suds. Very good work. Very good, Suds. And I think much like uh, Dennis Quaid's Jack Hall in uh, The Day After Tomorrow, I don't think we need to further analyze last week episode why don't we just veer forward much like dr lucy all does the day after yeah. tomorrow really <laughs> so with that the waiver wire analysis which is your segment gertie why don't you break it down what happened on the waiver wire this week yeah so the first note um i don't know if this is directed to mike or from mike but it states i'm confused as to why geo was a free agent thank you i guess or am i missing something uh, I just assume his voice gets higher as he asks that yeah. question mostly to himself. Yeah, it was written by me for all of you, I guess. I don't know. That's how I would frame that. Um, yeah. But okay. it's weird that Gio was a free agent. Like I said to Gertie, I missed the waiver wire. I woke up Wednesday morning and was like, oh, I'll look at my waiver claims for tonight. No, that happened the night before. Um, so I missed that boat. So that was good. I pulled an Andre. Um, but I was yeah, I was going to say, you've done what Andre has done all season. Exactly. But Gio was there, and Mixon is still on the fence for playing, and Gio's been really good. So I was like, okay, I'll take him. Did I miss something? But Well, Mixon's coming a, back. First of all, that's a great story. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Mixon, Mixon's coming back this week because it was their bye last week, right? So I think the, the conventional thought is that Gio is going to be relegated back to his support role and Joe Mixon's going to get his starting running back role but we all know that that team is um, is, is through Joe Burrow so I um, I mean Gio's a good enough stash but maybe somebody was in a pinch with their buys I don't who had Gio before uh, uh, Nolan did uh, but Mixon's still not confirmed to come back so I was surprised someone didn't scoop him on the waiver wire is more my point I understand why Nolan would have dropped him last week with the buy but I was like surprised no one scooped him as a contingency this week, I would be surprised if if Mixon doesn't play. That like, really? yeah. that's that's my gut instinct. We would have heard heard about it by now if he wasn't like if he was still. Did he practice today? I'll, I'll double check that while we move on. But I think he did. Uh, if he practiced uh, today, then then he's playing. Just while we're on the waiver wires here, I just think I just wanted to tell you guys what my experience has been like since my let's say question questionable pickup of Nick Foles for a hundred waiver dollars. Yeah. Uh, it's been real shit, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> I really bet it all on black here and it came up red. And uh, my waiver wire experience 
is brutal because I will literally lose waiver picks to $1 and I am scraping the bottom of that bear, of that sweet, sweet waiver wire barrel uh, Wednesday morning. So yeah. note to the rest of the league, think about it before you spend it all. <laughs> That's a really good note. And I think people can take that to heart and um, I'm glad this is my segment. Maybe I'll start talking now. Um, <laughs> um, so aside from the Geo piece, uh, I got Curtis Samuels and Gus Edwards for a whopping $4, which is, of course, more than both Pat and Mike Caldwell have. Um, right. I've heard from numerous sources that they wish they could have picked up these players but didn't have any fab dollars. Um, I'm not going to say who that was, but I think you have a pretty good idea. Um, it was me. It was you. <laughs> Hello. Um, Alex Smith, uh, a.k.a. the guy I picked up and dropped, um, mm. goes to Neville for $39. He said if his QB room wasn't aging and old enough, let's pick up Alex Smith. Um, <laughs> Jake Luton uh, goes for the cheap to Chubb. Uh, $10 for a starting quarterback is quite good value. Um, and if the Chubb knows something, it's good value. Um, McKissick goes for $9 to cooking. So apparently when you're first place, you can't take your foot off the gas and, um, you got to pick up two players from the Washington football team. So cooking keeps doubling down. Uh, Eric Ebron went to my Kent. So interesting move. I think Vance McDonald on the way back, but if you saw Ebron leap into the air to score that touchdown, you'll say, Hmm. Guy has a decent vertical. Uh, Nightman gets probably the steal of the entire waiver wire, picking up Duke Johnson. So mm-hmm. kudos uh, to the Nightman. Um, clearly, he was a morning man when he made that pick because we know the waiver wire is at four a.m. Guys, I can't change my nickname again. Down. You can't. You can't keep changing my nickname. Turning a fan People, my down. kids, my kids don't even recognize me anymore. <laughs> Aren't you Guns and Baroses? Says little Tiffany. Oh, it's my, we've learned a lot on this podcast. Uh, Mike, congrats. You're an aunt. Um, <laughs> oh. oh, man. Is that how that works? Yeah, and by aunt, I'm an uncle, but uh, yeah. who knows? It's, it's, it's been a lot of learning so far. I was learning a lot about myself, too, on this podcast. <laughs> well, that's what we aim to do here. Um, and lastly, Token gets MVS, obviously going for those big, long TDs um, in his weekly matchup against me. So he's trying to hurt my feelings with my own players, um, yeah, which is a bold strategy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I see what you're doing, and I don't like it. And that's the waiver wire for the week. So any anything we want to dive into? Uh, do we want to talk Alex Smith for near 40? Uh, do we want to talk about... You know, me picking up two players that Pat Hallwell liked. Uh, <clears throat> I mean, someone on the podcast liked. Uh, where, where do we want to start, gentlemen? Um, I, uh, I, I'll say, I'll say that it doesn't surprise me that Neville uh, took two Washington football team members. Um, I've heard Neville speak previously of a uh, a fondness um, for the way that franchise has previously run their operation in the past. Uh, he says this year leaves a sour taste in his mouth. Uh, but the guys that were doing it before in Washington, he was definitely a fan of. So maybe he's just trying to rekindle some magic there. But uh, questionable tastes uh, uh, from my from my perspective. But from a football uh, f- football way, I think he, uh, he did all right. <laughs> 
And I'll just say kudos to you for getting Duke Johnson. I was, I think I had a bid on him, but he was maybe lower at my waiver wire list. Um, and you got him. And I think that's a starting running back this week for zero doll hairs. So that's, uh, that's impressive work there, Nightman. And yeah. I also just feel like Nightman is now the name of like a detective on the show. Nightman, have you solved the crime yet? Nightman, get to the scene. Oh, man. Uh, well, uh, unfortunately, it's I'm not a detective. I'm actually a movie director. Uh, oh. And my movies have incredible plot twists. Uh, but sometimes my movies aren't that well received. So hmm. Hmm. the more you know. Uh, Mike, any any moves on the waiver wire that that you liked or disliked this week? Which Mike that, are you speaking to? That's your choice to answer. You can you can be the Mike that answers, the Mike that doesn't. I leave that up okay. to you. That's a plot twist from Pat's movie. Well, actually, we know that Mike Caldwell's an ant, so uh, maybe more like Michelle. Um, so I'll go with I'm Mike. I liked Samuel Gertie. I'll give you that. I, I think uh, he's found a bit of a fit in that offense, even with McCaffrey last week. Um, I thought that was a sneaky good little pickup. And I think he still continues to get touches with or without McCaffrey back, even though it looks like he's... He will be out this week. Yeah. Good thing you talked me into not dropping Mike Davis. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, other Mike, last parting thoughts on the waiver wire? Um, no, I mean, like, it's a very, very sensitive issue to talk about um the i guess no there's nothing that really sticks out like for me it was like i kind of did a bit of a homer move and i was like fuck it let's get des bryant i had an extra space after uh we did our our trade gertie and i said you know what let's fucking swing for it hmm. and uh it's probably gonna backfire it won't backfire it just won't do anything it's just gonna misfire but uh here's hoping hey when you're when you're seven and one, you can take those swings, um, even if it's not a catch. Don't know if this has waiver wire analysis, but I did pick up the Philadelphia defense and pissed off Neville Monday morning, so that really made my week. That the most thing I'm most proud of. He texted me and said, "You son of a bitch! You took the Philadelphia Eagles." I was like, "Wow, Neville <laughs> likes me." Well, I say, Mike, um, as our last part on the podcast, you've now done two things effectively that we like to do on uh, 390, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? You've pissed off Neville, and you've effectively picked up a player on the waiver wire, something that some of our members still haven't done. So kudos, um, and uh, I'll pass this over to you to talk about rumors on the street. Yeah, more like trades on the street. It's getting spicy. Hey-ho. Grab your towel and your flip-flops because we're entering the steam room. Time to cut through the blood. <laughs> I'm going to start with what might be the most controversial move. Beats training is number two pick. Um, the pick he wasn't even here to draft on draft night. Um, Patrick Mahomes. It's like a bear in hibernation for nine weeks now awakening from his slumber. Trades his best player, sniffing through the forest for any scraps, trying to see if it's too late to save his season. Spoiler alert, I honestly think it is, Andre. Um, but he moves Mahomes for Lamar and Thielen. I don't think it's a terrible deal, personally. He loses the best player. Um, and I feel like Lamar still obviously has a lot in him. I'm going to kick it over to the other Mike. What do you think of this deal? 
I um so I I don't think it's a bad trade. I just don't understand it. And it's not one that I would have done. I mean, I think so if I'm reading this right, Andre got Jackson and Thielen, right? That's right. Yeah, correct. And it to me, it's like I get Lamar's having a bit of a rough go, but he's still Lamar Jackson, right? And he's mm-hmm. he's not having his MVP season, but he still has the potential every game to crack out, like be a 40-pointer, right? And Pat Mahomes is Pat Mahomes. So to me, this is just like you're trading a stud QB for another stud QB, and then Jay just gave up a pretty decent receiver. Or like, a again, not having an amazing season, but I don't know. I just like if it... I don't know what either of these guys are going to gain really from this, but mm. it to me it didn't make sense, and I think it was more of just for getting in the the heat of the the of the the trade deadline than anything. But I don't know, I don't know. Uh, it could, I don't know. I think it just could go either way, but I really don't think any team's going to like hurt too much from it. I don't think they're going to gain too much from it either. But it just seemed kind of pointless. An interesting bit of like, uh, I think it's called Freudenschau, uh, and somebody can correct me on, on that. Uh, but I look at Jay's team right now, and who is in his starting quarterback role? Mm-hmm. But Nick Foles, and I just think that's a wonderful sort of um, <laughs> coincidence, serendipity. Uh, it just there's something there's something very satisfying about having that analysis from Michael about Jay's team. Yeah, I, mean, I I like that trade for for Andre actually. I think he Pat Mahomes might be the best player, but I think Lamar has severely underperformed so far this year and there was a report out saying that the other teams could hear when they were calling plays. Uh, I don't know if you read that, but Lamar was saying oh, like, every time they call I, a play the other teams were able to hear them the whole time, which might suggest why he hasn't been doing that well, because they're basically broadcasting it to the other team. Um, so I think that could be something that, you know, can help them going forward now that they've actually understood this issue. And you get Thielen, who I think is, obviously that team runs through Dalvin Cook, but you maybe get like a wide receiver two with wide receiver one upside, depending on the week. So to me, I think Andre... Although his obviously his biggest weakness is running back, which he didn't address, did get the better player, did probably I think win that trade. I I uh, I disagree. Uh, I I think Jay Jay scooping up Mahomes. It's a Jay's got to make sure he locks down this final playoff spot. But if he gets his team in there, I look at his running back core, which is very solid. His tight end is hit and miss, uh, and his wide receivers are solid. He's got Nick Foles on that back end, and you, you don't love that. Um, but he's got a he's got a few studs that he can sort of lean on in his team, and I think um, I think he'll be a threat moving forward for sure. Mm-hmm. So to 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 cast off mm-hmm. Lamar and cast off Thielen and get Patty Mahomes back, who is objectively having a crazy season. Like you, I, I'm sure we all saw the stat where it's 25 touchdowns and one interception, right? Like Mahomes is playing. Well, here's what I'll say to that stat because I read something interesting. I shared it uh, with Mike for Scotch and Sports, but Mahomes mm-hmm. actually leads the league in dropped interceptions. So for sure, this- yeah, I, I I saw that. I saw that. I saw that stat as well. 
But, not, not to not to discount. He's having an unbelievable no, season. I, but I, I do I, think I, I that there is a bit of luck there thus far, and I think that while he is the number one quarterback, um, there is a chance that his numbers might not be as inflated week to week if he plays defenders that don't drop his passes. This is this is the statistical regression argument, right? Like we some things happen in the positive, some some things happen in the negative. Um, if if we're gonna if we're gonna penalize players for for being lucky, well then guess what? Neville's zero and nine and tied with uh, <laughs> fucking Curtis. Uh, I thought we'd all agree to that. The, the horseshoe uh, that's up his uh, his team's ass. Good players, good players are lucky sometimes. Uh, you could make that argument about Lamar last season. Like there were some insane runs that he did and throws. I I just think that. Luck is a little bit of momentum sometimes. It's a little bit of just like who has it, and Mahomes has it, and Jay is putting that on his team. His team looks very strong, like across the board. I'm I'm very impressed with the lineup that he's got. I do kind of expect him to make playoffs with this push now, um, but we will see. Luck has a lot to do with fantasy football. So, Yep. Another big deal. You all seem to pull some blockbusters. Um, Gertie. Big deal with our guest, actually, trading Miles Sanders over to Mike Hallwell for Kirk, Drake, and Zach Moss. Hallwell, Patrick, what did you think of that deal? Uh, so it was interesting. I uh, Both of these uh, players reached out to me privately and said, hey, what do you think um, about the deal that we just did? So obviously my opinion to them matters. Um, maybe I'm like a big brother to both of these guys. Uh, but... Uh, Here's what I'll say. Best player uh, in the trade goes to um, Mike Hallwell. Uh, I think Miles Sanders, I, I have faith in that in that Philly offense that they're going to figure stuff out. Miles Sanders was playing some crazy football before he got injured um, earlier in the season. So I think I think that's a check in 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 Mike's in Mike's spot. That being said, um I, you guys know how much of a fan I am of the Arizona offense, and Gertie in this trade got two players that are that could, should benefit from uh, the Kyler Murray show that's going on right now. With Christian Kirk specifically just catching like nuclear fire uh, mm-hmm. over the last few weeks, I think that's a that's a good uh, plug in and play as a third wide receiver or potentially uh, flex play. Kenyon Drake, I'm a little bit cooler on. Um, full disclosure, I have Chase Edmonds, and I would like Kenyon Drake to uh, be forgotten by that team so that I could have another starting running back. Uh, and I do like Zach Moss, too. Um, so I think I think there's good pieces there. I think the value was appropriate. Um, I think it was a trade. Like, it was a good trade through and through. Uh, I, I just... I, I think I'd like to be on the Miles Sanders part, but I, I don't think that's an indication of... of Gertie losing the trade. Yeah. Um, first of all, I, I do appreciate everything you said. If when you do end up listening to the second half of the lab podcast, uh, someone did refer to you as a Seth, um, and I think you have done a very good job backing that claim up. Um, of a of a what? Uh, a Seth. Uh, remember oh, last week bad? was a super bad theme. Um, oh shit! You were... I... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, might be some nice listening for you this evening, Pat. Um, 
So, yeah, I mean, first of all, I'm going to say that um, of the two Hallwells I've talked trade with, I much prefer Mike. Um, he is a fantastic <laughs> trading partner, a just all-around solid human being, um, very polite, his trade offers, um, and I'm glad we came to an agreement. I, I am in agreement with everyone. Um, Miles Sanders is the best player being moved in this trade. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt. Um, that's why there was a premium on him. Uh, you know, when I came into this year, the idea of Sanders and Saquon as my running backs made me feel a very strong competitive edge. But just with the injuries, mm-hmm. this trade to me gave me more depth um, to battle some of those players of mine who are high ceiling but no floor. Um, so now I feel like I have stronger depth. I think Kenyon could be an RB1 in a given week uh, if he's fully healthy and uh, Chase doesn't steal his job. Zach Moss is very goal line dependent, but with someone like uh, mm-hmm. David Montgomery and concussion protocol and Gaskin on IR, uh, I needed the backup there. And uh, lastly, um, you know, my Davis is eventually going to lose his job and to get another running back there. Um, there was another wide receiver that was being considered, but I opted for, for Kirk because I think he has a really high ceiling week after week. And Kyler is just throwing around the ball right now. So, you know, I think I agree. Mike got obviously the best player, um, but I do like the depth I got back. Yeah, I think um, I'll start off by saying that uh, Gertie is w- awesome to deal with. Uh, and my brother, I think we all know, is maybe the worst person to talk to when it comes to trading. And I almost immediately want to rip out my ears and eyes uh, whenever trade discussions even begin with him. Uh, But going back to our trade, um, yeah, I mean, like, I was pretty full on with uh, open and transparent with Gertie. Like, I was shopping that package around. And, like, I don't know, like, I'm happy to disclose the other receiver, Gertie, if you are. Like, yeah, I'm happy um, about it. Yeah, so the other receiver in talks was Cooper, right? And we all know Cooper, Dallas is a bit of a shit show. Um, so the original package that I was moving around, and I haven't, I, I was, was kind of going for, like when I was going into this week of trading, um, I knew I needed an RB. I, I, need, a new, I need another uh, complimentary back to Henry for playoffs, right? Like I was purely playoff focused right now. And I think that's kind of the position I'm in is I can start focusing there um, with being able to tolerate a little bit more risk uh, of, of dropping a few more guys. Like it, I did lose a lot of depth here, but um, you know, I do agree with Pat that like I'm keen on the Arizona offense too. Kirk's been a stud. Like I've thought that all year and he's done me really well, but I knew I had to pay to play. And um, to be honest, like Drake just scares the shit out of me, especially with the injuries. Yep. Um, I find like the minute a running back gets hurt, it's just, it's very scary. Um, because it's, it doesn't take much to, to re-aggravate. And that's, you know, saying that, like I realize Sanders is a risk too. Um, you know, I will say I was, I was, uh, I was going after some other big name players. Um, but, uh, I, I think I'm actually really happy where this, where this ended. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's, I think, it, you know, Mike, I like to think of it as like a deal we made. I, you referenced it a few podcasts ago of, of our Julio Jones, Matt Ryan trade. And it's one of those, it's just like, I can look at it and just feel good. And I think we both, I think we're both coming yeah. out of it, uh, a better team. Yeah. Um, and I think it also depends where you're at, right? Like for me, this trade is one that helps me get into the playoffs. And my mentality right now is if I get into the playoffs, you never know what will happen in any given right. week. And I think right. for you, you've pretty much solidified a playoff spot. So it's like, how do I, maintain that consistency so i think 
both teams uh, did get better in different ways. And um, now I actually am still trying to do some side moves. I, I do have an abundance of running backs and trying to move. So um, maybe I can make one more before this is all said and done. Ooh. Oh, the good thing is we'll still have some things to talk about next week, potentially deadline Saturday. So um, also public service announcement for the entire league. Neville just asked it, and I was thinking of it earlier. Um, the deadline is November 14th, which means 11.59 p.m. Pacific. So you technically have three a- till 3 a.m. Um, November 15th, our time, to negotiate deals. So just if anyone need a clarification on that. No, that's that's solid time zone, carry the three. Yep, that makes sense. Do you guys want to do like a TSN uh, trade frenzy episode, like at 2 a.m. Saturday night and see if any deadline deals come <laughs> in or what? <laughs> Uh, that wouldn't be that wouldn't be too bad as long as we can tack on um, Ryan's assistance data he's provided yeah. to us that we haven't been able to get to in the, yeah. in the last two episodes. Yep. Sorry, so, Ryan's assistant. Yeah, we apologize, but there's just so much content to get through. And even though I wrote all that content, I was ready for the segment, thought we were good to go. Pat, you went and made the segment even longer. Pat makes a trade and picks up the first overall pick. So we've seen the first pick and the second pick move hands here in the last couple of days. McCaffrey and DJ Moore going to the Nightman for Herbert, Gurley, and Cooks. All I can say is wow, and I'm fucking bitter with Danish for not coming to me because I gave him some ridiculous offers weeks ago for McCaffrey. <laughs> And I would have been in this bidding war. So fuck you, Danish. Is all I'm going to say to that. And I'm going to throw it to you, Hallwell, to get your. Uh, are you excited to have McCaffrey in your back? Uh, yes, I am. Obviously, he was. I was thinking about myself as a uh, a lonesome sailor heading out to sea this morning, wondering if I would come home with the big fish, uh, <laughs> and I, I can return to my wife and my uh, my daughter Tim, Tiffany and say yes. You you can be proud of your father. Uh, I've done right by you, and and made you made this a home to be proud of. Um, I I okay. So I went I went a little bit psychotic on this trade. Um, my game finished up against Ryan on Sunday night last week. Like Sunday night after the Sunday nighter, I, I knew I had won, mm-hmm. and I also knew that. Danish had won his game against Gertie at the same time. So I started, I knew it was, I knew it was the final week for the trade deadline. I was like, I need to figure out what moves I can make here. And I looked at Danish's and and I saw the projected score. And so uh, there was a few players. I I was like, I need, I I think an upgrade at running back would like do me very, very well. Um, so I looked at, I looked at Jay's team originally. I was like, can I make a play for Aaron Jones? We had had some conversations, um, previously about moving some players. Uh, when I reached out, that was like flat out rejected, um, because of Nick Foles, actually the reason the, the, uh, the trades fell apart with Jay and I. So I thought, I thought that was quite nice. Um, so then I looked at Danish's team and Danish being in Sweden is like its own other, issue of being eight hours ahead of where I am um, and trying to figure it out. So I, I wrote Danish a 700 word essay about why he needs to trade McCaffrey and why he needs to trade McCaffrey to me. And the original 
was um, Jared Goff, who has like a pimp end of season slash playoff schedule with either Todd Gurley or Kareem Hunt. Gurley has a, a little bit of a tougher schedule, and I'm I'm not really like trusting of his um, his production moving forward. So I originally said just uh, Jared Goff and Kareem Hunt for CMC. That's all I wanted. Danish took me four days to get. Danish took four days to get back to me. His counter offer at like tw- at like two p.m. Eastern was can't do this deal. Unless Kyler Murray's in it. I'm like, I don't want to do this. The, it, it just seemed a little too greedy for my blood. So, but the conversation was still there. Mm-hmm. We ended up moving a, hu- a whole bunch of pieces around and ended up on, on this deal right here. So I had to give up Herbert uh, and I had to give up Brandon cooks and I got DJ Moore and, and McCaffrey uh, as well as I gave up Gurley. So I, I'm happy that I got to keep hunt. I'm, bummed that i didn't get to keep herbert but i'm okay with moving him for the return um so this guy this guy like cmc can be an absolute stud and if i roll into the playoffs with kyler murray um uh alvin Kamara, and cmc as the Mm -hmm. backbone of my team i i can go deep I, i was like looking at my projected already and each of the playoffs week each playoff week, if my injuries stay, if my players stay healthy, um, I'm projected at over 130 each week, which I'm just like, what else can I do? You know, this is the move. This is the move that potentially wins me the the, the championship again. So, yeah, um, you win. Him. It cost- you somehow got a better. You got a better running back and a better receiver in this deal. I <laughs> I don't get it. It's it's yeah. Dumb. So what a. Here's what I'll say to it, besides, you know, fucking with Danish. Um, I'll flat out say right now that I'm in negotiations to trade Burrow and Zeke. And I would have considered those two for McCaffrey. So, I, you know, I don't know if you consider them better. I think that might be your flavor for Herbert and Gurley. Zeke hasn't been a world beater, but he's still like seventh in points. But I'm like, I'm shocked he didn't come back to me. Maybe he was just your poem sold him, but I don't know. I think Danish made a mistake by not shopping if he was going to trade McCaffrey. So this is this is the sorry this is the the extra part of it. Danish was like admittedly like extremely busy. Didn't provide details, but like I, I can I can confirm that it was four days of silence, and then nothing happened until today. Um, right. There was also the other part that you are competing against him for that last playoff spot, which was part of my essay that I sent to him. I said, these are the people that you play. These are the people that you need to beat to get into playoffs. I can help you do that. Let's make a trade over here. It was it was insane. I I was like, like Sunday night. I was like delusional. I was like I was I was like that sailor that had been out at sea too long and was kind of just like um just had had dived into my own like insanity. I was I was hunting whales in a in a rowboat. It was crazy. Hmm. So what uh, what I will comment on this trade is the first thing I'll say is um 
Pat, we, we just settled on uh, the day after tomorrow, not Pinocchio or any type of sailing movie for your analogies. So just going forward, if you could please keep that in mind. I don't want to confuse the viewers, um, listeners. Um, yeah, I think you flat out absolutely demolished that trade. Um, DJ Moore is a very great wide receiver uh, and CMC is the best running back in football. Uh, Herbert has been on a sensational tear, but like, I mean, I have Keenan, so I hope he continues it, but I don't know if it's sustainable. Um, so your only downside is obviously CMC has seen a second specialist for his shoulder. Um, he might play in week 11, but given how banged up he is and given, you know, where the Panthers will be in the playoff race, it's very possible they shut him down at some point, um, which could be your only downside. But assuming health, then, yeah, running into the playoffs with Kyler, CMC, and Kamara, that seems quite unstoppable. So I think health will be your biggest barrier here. Um, yep. Yep. And that, that's the biggest yeah. risk. Yeah, I think, Gertie, you took the words right out of my mouth, is that, um, you know, Panthers at the bottom of the division, like it's really going to be telling, you know, how they do in the next couple of weeks if CMC has got a real shot of playing late into the season. Um, because, you know, I'm not going to lie. I, I, I made a move at CMC uh, yesterday too, Gertie, and that's one of the other guys in play. I have not got Hussein's permission to, uh, to say this, but <laughs> fuck it. Um, so... And I wonder, I really wonder, Pat, I wonder if he saw this, if he, if he saw my package come through and uh, I wonder if that got the communication gates open yeah. and then maybe, cause I did What's get a response and it did not take, it did not take four days. Um, it's, don't, let's just say, don't get your expectations up, Mike. Um, it was, you know, I really wanted CMC, but also going on for your, your fishing analogy, whatever, Pat, it's like, I think you caught a blowfish, man, like a very delicious fish to eat and your family's going to love it. But there's a tiny little bit, bit of that that's a little poisonous. And if, uh, if CMC takes a wrong turn or if, the Carolina, if Carolina starts sinking, you know, your, your boat might start sinking with them. Wow. Um, but yeah. Sorry, is, it, is, it a, is it a poisonous fish that's my downfall or a leaky boat? I think it might be both. I think that... I think he didn't. <laughs> We've now it's now Titanic. Forget yeah. that. <laughs> You're Jack. I just love. Yeah. yeah, I just love how well versed we are with uh, weird metaphors. I agree. Uh, the injury, the injury concerns are are absolutely there. This is a move. This is a move to win the championship. Um, if it works out. I do that, and if it doesn't, I flame out like uh, a Viking king sent to sea, shot <laughs> with the flaming arrows of his eldest son. That's that's basically where I'm at. Wow! Wow! Okay. Um, I think the theme of the theme of the week has now changed to Spartacus. <laughs> it's ever evolving. You guys just gotta let me fly sometimes. Yeah. You're right. The league is now facing the issue of these teams are getting stronger. For us bottom feeders who are trying to fight to get into the playoffs, I really see Jay, both Hallwell's and Neville's teams as significantly stronger. And I think Hallwell, you said this last week, 
Um, but just to reiterate it, through these trades, they're even stronger now. Um, and I have a hard time... I know I'm going to say it myself. I don't know if I'm going to make the semis for the first time ever in this league. It's, it's looking a little bleak with your, with your guys' teams. Well, Mike, I think I think if you make playoffs, that's a successful season for you, for sure. Thank you. I take solace in that. I'll be able to sleep a little bit at night. So the mystery source, he's back. And he's got another riddle for us. Hello. Who's that? Oh my Dad. god, are you kidding me? The, the source Hello. is in the studio. Hello, champs. Oh my goodness. That... This is incredible. Wow. The production value on this podcast keeps getting better and better. How we pull these guests out of our hat is... I don't know. I mean, then again, we pull them out of the pigeon's top hat. So, like, it makes yeah. perfect sense. This is magic. We have no official budget, but the Patreon itself, it, it must have spoken to the source. I can't even believe that I'm looking at them with my own eyes. This is insane. Welcome to the show. Great to have you. So, I guess, yeah, well, I'll just let you read the riddle then to the league or say the riddle as has been your journey. I don't know. Sorry. I'm a little star shocked right now. Great to have you on the show. Someone of such importance in this league and holding such high regard for all of us. I think I'll, I'm speechless. Definitely a strategy that should be airtight. If the host guess everyone, they'll eventually be right, but not with you so-called champions. It's a wonder anyone subscribes to your Patreons. Bit of a stretch on that rhyme. Get <laughs> <laughs> him smile. <laughs> but the trade deadline has officially passed, and this quandary could be my last. So this week we will try something new, and I will allow some questions from you. In the meantime, my identity is related to a birthday often belated. And recently I've changed in many ways, but I'll always be there for you on Sundays. That's just great work. So, wow. Mr. Anonymous, since you're allowing us to ask you questions, um, wow, what a time to be alive. Howell, Pat, do you want to, do you have a question for Mr. Anonymous while he's here in the studio at this rare moment? Um, uh, yeah, I, I, I think I do actually. Uh, there's no way I'm going to let this opportunity, uh, pass me by. So with that, um, I guess I'll ask, uh, Mr. Anonymous, if you were going to date me, what would our first date look like? Well, First, I would take you out for a nice big burger and lots of pictures of Coors Light. Then once we were drunk, we'd go see a superhero movie and order more cheeseburgers and Coors Light. Afterwards, I'd walk you to your home where we'd watch clips of Carson Palmer while I let you rail me from behind. <laughs> Pick me up at eight. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, what a strong answer. It's a little bit scared to find out. <laughs> uh, 
Gertie, do you have wow. a question for uh, Mr. Anonymous? <laughs> I'm still processing that date. <laughs> I mean, superhero movie Carson Palmer and um, a happy ending. I mean, <laughs> wow. Uh, um, anonymous source, I guess my question for you is this year aside, who is the best fantasy football manager you have ever seen? That's actually a very easy question to answer. This year aside, it's Pat Neville. There are lots of different things that go into being a successful fantasy football manager, and what Neville exceeds at more than all others is overcoming adversity, to manage the truly god-awful teams that he does, and still pull off any wins at all is a fucking miracle. Jesus. <laughs> uh, the I was a little nervous where you were starting with that, but the ending, you, you, it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got a question. I think it's been on everyone's mind. Source, what do you think of Andre as a commissioner? Huh. Well, I have to say I have a lot of respect for Andre. Of all of the fascists the world has ever seen, there are none that acknowledge how disgusting and shameful they are. Andre embraces his shortcomings and continues to run the league using them. A truly remarkable snake. And then I think another burning question I've got for you, Source. Who's your favorite host on the podcast, and who has your favorite guest been? You are Mike. You were the only person who was intelligent enough to recognize that I would provide rare information and brilliant, hard-hitting analysis while making the podcast into something exceptional. My favorite guest would have to be Nolan. The week that he was on, I had a lot of stuff to get done around the house. When I found out the guest was Nolan, I realized I didn't have to listen to that bullshit. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my God. Oh, that's good. Um, what the fuck? <laughs> Mike Hallwell, I mean, what a time to be on the podcast. Oh, a true, a true honor. A true honor. Do you have anything uh, you'd like to ask uh, the source? I mean, I think I've got one question that I think at one point in time we've all wondered to ourselves. Um, so <clears throat> my question is, kill one, fuck one, marry one, Trump, Hitler, or Neville? <laughs> <laughs> Tough question. <laughs> All right. <laughs> hmm. Well, I won't kill Hitler as he will kill himself for me. So I will fuck Hitler and then tell Eva Braun what I did in order to speed up their suicides. Trump has no money now, so I will not marry him like I would have many years ago, which means he should get killed. Therefore, I will marry Neville, but only because of a technicality. And I want to be there when he inevitably dies of self-inflicted electrocution. <laughs> oh my gosh. Ooh. Mr. Anonymous. Wow. wow.
What a... <laughs> what a time. Do you want to stay to uh, let us know what's happening in the league? Oh, okay. So you're just going to leave? Okay. I guess he doesn't have time. Um, well, thanks for stopping by. Oh. He's already gone. So, great. <laughs> Fucking guy. <laughs> like a ship in the night. Like a ship uh, in the night. Like, the... like a like a classic Pat Nightman. <laughs> like a necklace thrown at sea. <laughs> uh, like a young Leo on a on a on a log. No, it's uh, like Mr. Anonymous is Mr. Anonymous is basically like, hey, catch me if you can, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. One might call him the wolf of uh Fantasy Street. <laughs> yeah. Man, his answers were fucking oh. Django. Like, oh my god, I thought I actually thought they were Shutter Island. <laughs> I thought we said we're keeping it short. Uh, I, I, guess he, I guess Let's, I guess he departed. We... <laughs> so good. Okay, we nobody can top that. We got to go. What are the rumors here, Mike? What what did Mr. Anonymous choose to to not tell us in person? Yeah, I mean, he doesn't. He comes on the show to tell us he would fuck Hallwell on a date and marry Neville. So <laughs> glad he came on. For that. I, I thought I was doing the fucking. I thought I was railing on him. Oh, you were. <laughs> <laughs> Tough to say. We'll find, tune in next week to find out the uh, conclusion. <laughs> um, Neville was very aggressive at the trade deadline, shopping for quarterbacks and wide receivers while offering quarterbacks and wide receivers a much lesser value. No surprise that he's unable to get a deal done. Many are wondering if he'll even win another game. Interesting. <laughs> Jay continues with his alleged, quote, sweetheart persona, being the only person who managed to trade with Andre. Andre finally addresses his weakness at running back by trading for a wide receiver. Way to go, Andre. Ryan was responding to offers this week but couldn't get anything done. Rumor has, has it he had something in the works before his suitor betrayed him at the 11th hour. Source wonders how many people knew that Michael Thomas was available. Hallwell comes Is out that actually nowhere. true? The Michael Thomas business? Is that actually true? Well, I mean, the source, no. if he didn't leave. Could the source seems to know. Why. Fuck, I'll be livid if that's true. Yeah, well, stay tuned. Great deadline Saturday. Yeah, that's true. Hallwell comes out of nowhere, pulls off a trade with Danish. The entire league's in shock at this, as no one knew that Hallwell was willing to trade. <laughs> That's so good. And young Hallwell sacrifices a lot of depth to improve at running back. And Gertie fills in a lot of weak spots with mediocrity. As the saying goes, the rich get richer and no one gives a shit about the poor because they won't make playoffs anyway. Fuck. There you have it. That's it. Source was angry this week. Yeah, he got late. So I don't know. I, source look. Source look has been looking like he's working out. I definitely am in. <laughs> <laughs> the appearance of the source and and the um the amazing information that he's provided 
We're going to skip the matchup of the week this week. Um, this is a little bit of a cop it because there were some incredible matchups with af- after all the trades were were done. But I'll, I'll give a shout out to um, sorry, we're week ten. Yeah. So Mike, uh, Mike Hallwell, I want to give you a shout out for your matchup against uh, Nolan this week. You guys are separated by two and a half points on your projected. That's going to be pretty nerve wracking. I'm going to say for the the rest of the se- uh, the rest of the week. Um, that's a huge matchup at the top of the charts. Uh, Cooking in the Woods is ver- versus Andre's team. They're within seven points of each other. That's also a great matchup. There's like four matchups that are are three. Half of the games this week are within four points of each other in the projected. This could go any which way. So it's very very exciting. I think with that we'll just jump right into uh, our predictions for uh, this week's matchups and and we'll go from there. Okay. So. Um, our two lovely hosts, uh, Mike and Gertie, uh, play each other this week. Uh, myself, our guests, and Gertie have chosen uh, Gertie as to be the victor. So I'm going to throw it to our guest, Mike Hallwell. Why do you think that's the case? Why do you think uh, Gertie's going to get it over uh, Toby? Yeah, thanks. Um, so I just let me review my notes here as to why this. Um, so the reason I gave the win to Gertie um, is my one bullet point is the only reason is because all the guys that traded him, him of course, are going to go ball out. And that's why. Hmm. Very Completely okay. unbiased uh, analysis there. Thank you, Mike. We move well, on to our next match. <laughs> sorry. Let me just be clear on that. It's not because I think me I... again, eh? Listen, 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 listen. The reason I say that is because not that I think that they don't have the potential to ball out, but it's it's the classic like you make a trade, and I can just see like Miles Sanders like breaking his ankle, and then all the guys that just traded busting nuts. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's not that I'm like talking up my my trade picks, but I do like that's the reason. But sorry, sorry to interrupt. I don't believe uh our next matchup is uh beats versus uh myself aka pat nightman um across the board we've chosen me to win uh i'll throw it to pelt pelt why do you think i'm gonna get the win this week and thank you by the way yeah um i don't think andre's trade does much for him minus the fact that i mean mahomes was out anyway so it doesn't really change his outlook too much besides dealing coming in but you just have a strong team, Pat, especially. Um, you're not going to have McCaffrey in there, but I will say McLaurin, Shepard, DJ Moore. Again, I'm still caught up on how you upgraded two positions in that deal. Um, and with your pickup that Gertie mentioned earlier of Duke with Kamara at running back. Um, again, I don't need to talk about how Andre's running backs suck. Um, but I still love Kyler and Goff, and I think they're going to put up some good points Whereas Lamar could struggle in New England. Um, I think he's not had a lot of success there. So while I think Andre could benefit from the trade in the long term, I don't think it's this week. Okay. Um, I'm going to keep this next one because uh, I'm looking at I'm looking at the chart and I see Pelt and I see Gertie and I see our guests have chosen Chubb to get their first victory of the year against Herpel, um, I reject that notion. I reject it for the p- simple fact 
that Chubb has not won. And while we do respect the man behind the team as we went into detail last week, Purple has won two games this season. Purple knows how to win in 390. Purple is a former champ. So I think based on who's driving, uh, actually, nay, not driving, who's sailing this ship across the ocean sea, <laughs> we know that Ryan is a competent captain. Curtis will get there. But I just don't think it's this week. Purple mm. takes the You know week. what? You know what I'm going to say? I think this week, Chubb is the iceberg to Ryan's Titanic. Mm. Ooh. Chubb, okay. Chubb yeah. is projected to win by three right now without having a defense in there, without putting in Nick Chubb, who's returning this week. Um, I think the stars are aligning for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. a Russian Chubb machine to KGB himself to a win. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Oh, nice. I love it. Uh our next matchup is is the highly touted one that I, I was I was talking about earlier, uh, Andre's team versus uh, Cooking in the Woods, Suds versus Neville. We are split down the middle. Uh, myself and our guests took our champion or our, our leader in the standings right now of Neville. Um, Gertie, why is why do you think uh, Suds is going to overtake? No, I did not, Pat. I took Andre's team. A mistake. No, by didn't. your host and <laughs> no, you, 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 you took cooking. You put cooking yeah. in there. Um, okay, sure. I'm D- sir. Sure, you, can, you, you can, can look 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 at the text you sent me, Mike. Oh, sorry, I did text you that. Sorry, I'm going to do this live. I am not picking Pat Neville this week. <laughs> I want to make that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, switching it to Andre's team. So but here's go why ahead. I think uh, Andre's team is going to win out the week. Um, I think that Russell Wilson is going to cook against a very big divisional game. I think Mike Evans is going to have a huge game after getting shut out by Marshawn Lattimore. I think Jake, I think Connor versus Mixon is two running backs that are going to go ham on each other, even against that Pittsburgh D. And I expect uh, Henderson, if he does play, to have a huge week against a horrible Seattle team. I think that Chicago defense is going to zone in big on Dalvin Cook to try and shut him down. I think Green Bay is not going to let uh, Robinson run all over us um, and actually did a decent job against the 49ers stopping that team, especially with Luton, the QB. I don't think they're going to be as worried about uh, the box. And um, I also think that the Giants defense actually looked fairly decent in their last game they played against Tampa Bay. And I think that Carson Wentz isn't going to have a huge game like he has been having to lately because Sanders is back and a lot of it's going to be done on the ground. Good analysis. But Next matchup is... <laughs> Thank you, Patreon. Uh, my Cant versus Lifeless Fish. Uh, all the hosts of the show took My Cant. I think we've spoken enough about his, his team. Uh, Mike Hallwell, you're the only one that took Lifeless Fish. Why is he going to win this week? Um, let me just check my notes here. It's, uh, I said, I have, it's going to be tight. Um, but the fish comes out on top and Jay will know that it is just, it's just because he didn't do that trade for Aaron Jones with me that he could have done. And that's my analysis. 
So all those players that that package that busted off, he's going to know that that could have been his. So that is why I think the lifeless fish comes off here. Some another non-biased uh, view. Yeah, we we appreciate your objective approach to analysis yeah. that you have provided twice in this podcast. <laughs> Thank you for being a man of science. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, this, Jack Hall, am I Jack Hall? There you go. When we're back, <laughs> <laughs> full circle. Oh, I love Last matchup that. is uh, Dak versus Flacaroni and Peas. Uh, Across the board, we are disrespecting Dak right now because we think it's Flack Attack taking the win. Uh, mm. Pelt, why do you think that's the case? You know, I think it's it's a coin toss here. Um, very live scenario, if you will. Um, current score is 2.1 for Dak to 1.36 for Flackeroni. For anyone looking to get an update, um, if you're listening to this podcast mm-hmm. live and you've hacked into my computer. Um, but they, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a coin flip across the board like i said i give the slight edge to flaccaroni because i think i like Tannehill and breeze i don't think brady's gonna have another big week um rogers should kill it he's gonna throw lots of touchdowns to tanya and mvs so i beat gertie um but yeah i'm giving the I'm, it's going heads and mike your head's on straight so i'm giving it to you thanks mike i feel like feel like I may regret that pick of taking Flacaroni. You started talking about the quarterbacks, and I was like, uh, definitely yeah, Tom Brady's yeah, going to show up. It, yeah, you know. But, Flacaroni, we're putting our trust in you, our faith in you, and so prove it, or else you'll never have the respect of this podcast ever again. Oh, uh, we wouldn't want that now, would we? <laughs> You've slandered it enough. Um, eh, our final section is the, uh, <laughs> the carrier. Uh, uh, the this 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 thing is heating up. Everybody, uh, the fans love it. Uh, of course, this is the part of the podcast where you, the fans, get to have a voice. You get to ask your questions. Um, and shout them into the void. We hear them. And we answer them here. Uh, it, once again, I, I am being reminded that we have a gift basket basket for the person who asks the most questions at the end of the season. It's not bullshit. I've seen it. It's incredible. It's amazing. Yeah. Um, I would in a hundred, in a hundred, a hundred percent, I would steal it and give it to Tiffany. No problem. Um, but this week we we only it appears we only got one question, uh, oh. and, and we know who asked this question. <laughs> they wrote their name there. They're fine with it. It's Curtis again, uh, and he's asking: Is there a prize for the best and worst questions asked? If no. It was he would win one for worst? Questions. <laughs> he would win he's both. Done, he, he's done it a few times. A few times where his questions have been like I. God, we are so tolerant of him. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, ask whatever yeah. stupid question, we will answer them. Yep, um, that's true. There's no prize for best. No prize, best. no prize for, no. for worst questions. Only prizes for the most questions. So get your questions in, people. Somebody is pulling ahead on this. Somebody is is looking at that gift, gift basket through their their. Mm-hmm. mind's eye and, and saying this is something that i want in my home this is something that i want to share with everybody uh 
This is something that I want Tiffany not to have is basically what they're saying. (laughs) They're taking, they're taking a gift basket out of my imaginary child's mouth and I won't stand for it. Why is the basket in her mouth? No, it's just like typically a gift basket has like food and treats it and stuff, right? It's not, I'm not, I'm not putting stuff in my child's mouth. I don't have a child also. Well, that's not what we've heard multiple times on this podcast. Well, yeah. I, he is did mine you, and you, I get to speak a better in whatever way I, I choose. Did you take in Ooh. one of Jimmy's uh, children? Is that what happened? <laughs> Jimmy, we all know Jimmy is a delinquent father and I don't want to speak on the subject anymore because my lawyers have told me not to. So if we that's could move fair. on, I would appreciate it. All right. Speaking of delinquent fathers, uh, Tannehill's on the five yard line. First goal. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> wow. I thought you were going to update us on what Rivers. It, yeah, I thought that was going to go the other way. <laughs> oh, there's the touchdown. Yeah. Tannehill. And I think that's a good enough time for us to uh, to drop off, everybody. We want to thank mm-hmm. you again for listening to this podcast. Uh, we are uh, we're rolling here. Uh, we've got thousands of listeners each week. That's true. You don't need to fact check that. No. Um, this This thing is heating up in a way that we never, ever thought it would. Uh, so, uh, gentlemen, our host, Michael, thank you for coming on. Thank you for being another guest for us. Uh, once again, is there anything that you'd like to, uh, to pump up, uh, promote maybe? Um, no, no. Thanks again for having me guys. It's always, uh, always a pleasure. Love what you guys are doing. I, I work out to you guys weirdly Mondays. I don't listen to your guys stuff until Mondays, but it's a, it's a good way to start the week and I'm not even bullshitting. It's a good laugh while I'm, uh, while I'm working out here. So nice. Appreciate what you well, guys do. Thank you. Those are kind, kind okay. words. Uh, my co-host, do you have anything that you'd like to say before we go? Nope. I've Seriously. always thought that my voice was the most soothing thing to bench press too. So I have validation <laughs> now and uh, that's all I need. <laughs> very true. Okay. With that, then I think, uh, unless I'm cutting you off, Mike. Nope. I was just going to say uh, goodbye. Stay safe. Don't drink and drive. great and with that we'll see you later champs later champs see you champs champs.